0: This is Security Download, your ultimate source for the latest developments in private security. Host Honor Redmond will bring you the inside scoop, groundbreaking trends, and exclusive interviews with leading experts in both residential and business security. Security Download is powered by Brav, delivering tech forward, customer service focused private security.
1: Welcome. On today's show, we have a very special guest. I am super excited to have him join us. We're going to learn so much from him. Um, He is, I'll tell you a little bit about him. He's an MIT innovator under 35 for Latin America. He has an incredibly popular TED Talk on science and technology, which will be in the show notes, and I encourage everyone to check out. He's also the co-founder and CEO at Crimometer a Techstars graduate from the Austin 2017 cohort. I am so happy to have with us today Nadeem Curry. Welcome, Nadeem.
0: Thank you you very much, and thank you for having me. Pleasure to meet you.
1: It is so great to have you, and we're so excited to have you join us. Um, So I'm going to dive in with a question that I have always wanted to know the answer to, especially as I've been working on BRAV and building out a lot of crime data. Um, And specifically, that is, tell us what misconception people typically have about crime data.
0: Right. So, I mean, uh, I would say uh, people usually would think or say that crime data is like, like a bias or it's, you know, maybe... There might be like some some racism associated with crime data or something like that. So uh, I I don't think that's you know that that helps a lot in terms of you know what what crime data you know really really can do basically. So um, I would say that's yeah like a misconception on, on you know how how people think uh, about you know crime data and public safety information in general. So. I would say like transparency and information is you know is, is always is power and make you know allows people people to make better decisions uh, and in the case of you know uh, public safety information will allow you know people to you know prevent crime you know uh, be aware of what's going on and even you know prevent crime from from even happening.
1: Um, I love that. That's you know that's definitely a big thing to tackle out of the gate. So to clarify, um, do you believe that there is? You know, just want to make sure we we understand. And you've looked at so much crime data and have created, in fact, Crimometer. Your product um, really is all about giving people better, higher quality access to crime data. Um, so. Do you think that there is no racial bias or that there is bias, but it comes in later, not at the data portion? Give us give us more context on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you basically will have uh, like at least uh, 70 percent of crimes that, you know, don't get reported to authorities today, basically for, for two main reasons. So wow. bureaucracy or fear are the main reasons. Um, so uh, that's a lot of information, of course, that you know authorities are are, are not getting even into. Uh, and uh, for the for the remaining 30% that you know uh, is reported to, to authorities. Uh, that's where, you know, people may say, like, in some communities or some specific, you know, for some specific uh, locations, uh, crime will go, you know, more reported or more unreported. So uh, that's where the bias or or racism could, you know, come in. Uh, But again, at the end, you know, it's uh, uh, it's all about, you know, giving more transparency and, 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 and giving, you know, people uh, uh, easy access to, to all of this information. So uh, that's, that's what, what, what we're currently doing, you know, is uh, as, as people, you know, of course, usually all, all, all crimes should be reported, uh, of course, but that's not what, what's happening today. So uh, we, we are starting with this, with this problem, basically, to, to tackle this problem on the on, the, on that 30% of official reported of crimes that today authorities are, are getting. We are aggregating and democratizing uh, all of that information. And then on, uh, as part of our vision is to get that 70% remaining that today is going unreported. So for mm-hmm. that, there are some... There are some tools, you know, like crowdsourcing or getting, you know, again, uh, making for every person as easily as possible to to make a a, a, a report uh, mm-hmm. about a crime incident, if it is like through a mobile app or as, as as easily as possible. With that, you know, the everything like bias or racism or everything related to that will also you know go away. So. That's at least what what we think and how we what's our vision.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So, so if I Mm -hmm. hear you correctly, you're saying that the biggest source of like potential bias in crime data that people do complain about is that it's skewed, and it's skewed away from populations that don't report, and the populations that don't report maybe are more likely than not. to be either minority populations or lower socioeconomic populations. And so as a result of that, they're not getting the attention and the resources um, to help them deal with whatever crime is being underreported. Is that have I understood that correctly?
0: Yeah, yeah, correctly. So if if you don't if you don't file an official police report, I understand that you know it's difficult also for police departments and you know for the authorities to to do something about that, but uh, again, I also think personally think that that shouldn't be the reason why anyone should not use crime data, basically because you know it. Because it's underpriced. It's
1: like let's let's right. use the data so, that we have. So, so I think you know, and and you're the expert on this, and I was so excited to ask you this question. So, you know, you're building towards a world where we have better crime data. Let's imagine that we're in that future now. Um, That future is run by Crimometer. Um, Give me some examples of how individuals can use that data that they are not using it today. And also, um, because a lot of what we talk about on this show are how enterprises and businesses can use private security um, and can hire private security and train Mm -hmm. and manage their private security systems in, in a better, more efficient, higher quality way. Um, how do businesses use that data on an ongoing basis to improve their processes and to make themselves feel safer?
0: Right, absolutely. So for for the businesses and companies, um it's basically for you know driving you know costs down, basically, or making you know better decisions. So we have seen Industries like real estate, insurance, uh, travel are some examples on on you know industries where crime data is already being used or or they need uh, this information for some reasons. Uh, typical use cases we have seen is uh, for instance uh, real estate, where you're looking uh, you know for a place to rent or live. Uh, so real estate companies want to provide this information to. Their, you know, customers and potential customers make these better, better decisions. Mm -hmm. And insurance, of course, crime affects affects risk. So, uh, to avoid, you know, uh, costs or avoid risk, you know, insurance companies want want to use this information uh, to uh, again uh, uh, risk risk assessment, basically on uh, exposure. On their their assets or customers. That's.
1: Do you see it up? changing behavior? So, because I'm hearing there's a big part around accurately understanding your risk and then pricing that risk, right? Like like decision making yes, around like, around that risk. Um, what about either changing behavior or increasing safety? Y-
0: yes, I mean. You, you mentioned like dynamic pricing for, for, for the insurance. That's something that is uh, more common uh, uh, every, every day. And that's, that could, could also, you know, change uh, the behavior of, of the of the consumer, right? Because if I have a car, for instance, mm-hmm. and I know that my car insurance will go up if, I, if I'm going to high crime risk areas, uh, in maybe in many cases I will have try to avoid those areas so I don't have a no, an increase on in, in my insurance cost
1: mm-hmm. so
0: that will be some some examples of you know changing in behavior and at the end it will be better also for you know for, for me as, a, as an individual because I will have access to that information and also I won't have a I won't pay more for mm-hmm. for something that I'm really not you not, not using. You know, if I have, if I don't even go out with my car, for instance, that will be better for. for that me. that
1: makes a lot of sense. And so then, how do I use it as an individual to inform my decision making?
0: So, as an individual, you can use it like proactively or or like a, a passive uh, use. Uh, I would say a, a proactive use would be a, like you checking you know me as an individual going to check like what's the crime on a specific area because I'm, again the real estate use case I'm looking for to move to another place or uh, but there I think there, there will be uh, like a more like a passive use where other companies will will provide me with this information. Uh, without me like even maybe like not asking for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like let's say for instance Google, you know today has you know a lot, Google has a, a lot of information today that for instance, Google will send me some recommendations of places to go uh, to eat at night uh, near where, where I'm currently. Now or where where I have been, so and and I, I I didn't ask Google, you know, for that specific information. It's just Google understanding that I'm you know going out to dinner, so it will suggest me uh, on, on some places to go. Mm-hmm. For crime data, will be and our vision will be the same, you know, Google or any other company or ourselves will send you, you know you know. Um, a notification, for instance, if you're going to a high crime risk area, or you're leaving your car uh, parked outside where a mm. lot of car break-ins are going on. So, and we think like that will be like a, a total, you know, game changer because uh, it's really, really important and relevant, you know, information mm-hmm. that at the end will produce the the. the the uh, what what we want to uh, the effect that we want to, to produce that is that once the information is 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 known and the the, the people is aware of what's going on, you know the, the criminal and criminal activity uh, always have the same auto surrounding in the same area at the same hours against unaware our people mm-hmm. so once the information is revealed and people is aware of what's going on Criminals will basically have two options. Or or they change that modus operandi in the area to do something different, or they need to move away to another area to do the same. And in both cases, the risk uh, for them getting caught by the police is is much more high. So that's that's why we really truly believe that having this information delivered in a timely manner to to the individual who have that, uh, and, uh, result,
1: you know. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm I'm really attracted by this vision you have, where, you know, Yelp in giving me restaurant recommendations, could even include like, hey, this restaurant has really good food, but it's in a high crime area. Or I love this this image you had of like I parked my car. I'm about to leave. And, you know, even normally now there's a map on my phone. I think for most people it says, Oh, you parked here in case you lost your car. Right. It sort of puts that on the map, but instead it could say, are you sure you want to park outside? There's been a, you know, 50% increase in catalytic converter thefts in this area over the last two months. If you want to find a covered garage, you know, or a paid garage, you know, here are three areas. Um, And that seems just so seamless for the consumer um, and and so valuable. And, you know, when we were talking before the show, you shared a very personal story of how this affected you in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd love for you to share that with our listeners so that they get a sense of, you know, what motivates you to build this.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, to, to, to be more 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 specific about that uh, uh, example that we were talking about like the, the modus operandi is at a, a specific you know uh, even a specific street or block and a specific you know time of the day so it is not that you should like totally avoid a, a specific area or a restaurant for instance It's like you shouldn't be at this street at this hour of the day you know because Assaults are going on, or car ratings are going on. So there is a specific, you know, modus operandi there. But at, an, at another day, or at another, you know, time of the day, even that will totally change. So that street could be totally safe, or I can, you know, leave my 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 car uh, there. So that's an important thing to uh, to highlight. You know, that's uh, coming again to the to the to the bias or like uh, crime data. Will you know push uh, people away from different areas? It's not like that, you know. It's just, mm-hmm. and that's the challenge. you know that the, the crime operates in a specific motor super and at a specific time of the day. You know, so that's mm-hmm. and that totally changes. So that's also the the complexity of this. You know, I'm talking about our 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 personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny fact today. <laughs> That we were we were visiting in Chile, so we are we are we are from Uruguay, uh, both you know co-founders, and we were visiting in Chile as, as uh, in, in an area that we were not familiar of. So travel, of course, is the most typical use case when it comes to crime mm-hmm. data, because usually when you're traveling, when you're traveling, you don't know the places where, where you're going. You know, it's like the first time. Uh, 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 And in in our case, we were asking ways for directions to a supermarket. Uh, That's, again, that was the first time we we were visiting uh, that supermarket. For us also, on our experience, the parking lot of a supermarket should be uh, a safe place. That's also something that happens, you know, that people today rely on their experience or their instincts to under to to assess if uh if a specific street is safe or not, you know. If it has a lot of light, I would assume that it's safe. Sure. I not, looked at it,
1: it looked safe, yeah, right? What does that yeah. mean?
0: But if it is you know really, really dark, I will assume that it's not safe. So and that's that's not not usually what the reality it is, you know? So well for us it was safe because it uh, it was a supermarket uh, parking lot and when we came out with our groceries an hour later we had you know our car window was was broken into um it got you know stolen all of our property and it was very very traumatic you know it's a, it's a it's an experience that no one you know wants to to go through. Uh, when we went inside to the supermarket to tell the, the, you know, uh, employees over there, what, what happened, they took out like a, it was like a huge phone book <laughs> full of, full of reports. uh o one that, exactly,
1: that was the 1.0 yeah. version of your product.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So five minutes earlier, there was another report, you know, was exactly the same. And most probably like five minutes later, it will be another, you know, Report from a different, you know, person or, or group of people. The, again, the, the criminals are just waiting there mm-hmm. for the right time. It's, it's always the same modus operandi. So they they stick to the same because it, it works for them, you know. And, and once once they need to change, that is where the the exposure and the the risk uh, for them is is increased. You know, that's what we are trying to accomplish with the transparency and um making all of this information as easily accessible as possible
1: that's a you know i was going to say that's a great story which isn't what i mean it's obviously an unfortunate story but it's so hand in glove with what you're building um and in particular because if i remember correctly you had already launched right you hadn't yet come out with the product for that area, obviously, so because otherwise out. you would have mm-hmm. known, but you were already working on aggregating this data and presenting it. Um, right. And you know, th- that leads me so nicely actually into my next question. This is something that I've always wondered about. Um, you know, You look at crime data and even today, if you find it through your local police department, the thing that I'm always stumped by is... I don't really have a good baseline. And so if I see there were five carjackings in Santa Monica, for example, the city where I live, um, it's very hard for me to tell, is that a high number of carjackings? Is that a low number? And what do you compare it to? Do you compare it to carjackings in the past month, to carjackings per 100,000 people, is it the certain time of day? And so you now are in the position where you've had an opportunity to just immerse yourself in this data for for years. Um, so the first of my like data expert questions is like, help us make sense of it. Like, let's say I leave this conversation and I pull up Crimometer and I look up the crime data that's local to me. Um, ha- help me interpret it
0: yeah absolutely. so we, you should always uh, uh, consider and taking take into account like uh, like a, a normalized value, for instance, just to understand if it is high or low or... so for that what what we have been uh, uh, doing uh, as a starting point is we currently provide what we call a crime safety index mm. on on any given area, considering mm-hmm. all the all the information that we're getting, gathering. That's basically a value a value between zero and 100 uh, being 50 the national average mm-hmm. so so we normalize that value considering basically the total crimes on that given area and also the population in that given area so that's the the we normalize that value so you know if you have a crime safety index uh, below 50 will mm-hmm. be below national average and if it is above 50 will be above national average that's like really really helpful to to understand you know like yeah. 20 car routines in this area like what what does that mean you know and with that uh, the crime safety index you can you can make that decision and how do that. you
1: and how do you drill down on that and maybe this is you know if this is still in process or you guys are still building that's that's fine and great too but how do you, parse that because you know when i look at that i think that's all crime right like that's yeah. that's anything okay. ranging from um you know a carjacking to you know i got into a heated argument with someone at the corner and they they tried to punch me but they missed i, yeah. I don't know if that maybe that's that's assault or attempted yeah. assault or something um to murder right and right. i guess i guess my question is how do you, as a user, figure out what parts of that index are actually genuinely concerning to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the, the concept is the same. You know, you can do that overall, like a, a calculation overall, or you can just calculate based on a specific set of type of crimes. So oh, again, so you can I... do the zero
1: to one hundred just yes. for carjackings, or zero to one hundred right. just just right. for okay.
0: Right. Uh... So the concept is the same. Yeah. Okay. So for instance, if I if I'm looking for a place to live, maybe I want to consider everything. If I want if I want to uh, leave my car parked outside, I will only consider like car breakings.
1: Mm-hmm. If I'm
0: walking, I want to only consider like assaults maybe. Yep. So that, that's yep. some examples, yeah.
1: So it's important to know. And then do you normalize that based on city versus rural, right? Because I'm and this is a total guess, I could be wrong here, but I would bet there's no city in the US that's below 50, right? Because if it's an average, you assume that you're adding up like all these little towns that have no one, plus New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco. Um, you know, if, I, if I'm just looking at the zero to a hundred and trying to get below 50 or at 50, maybe I would say I would never live in a city based off of that. Do you have a version of that that's just for very populated areas?
0: No, in our case, this is this could be like very very specific. So you can you you will query like a specific location like mm-hmm. an address, mm-hmm. and you will give us like a, a radius like a distance around that, like mm-hmm. one mile, two mile, or uh, half a mile, for instance, around that location. So it's not like a at city level. We will do this at very very specific level. Mm-hmm. So yes, of course you can have values of below fifty or zero even if you don't In have a any. City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't have any any, any within within like specific. 5
1: blocks or 10 blocks. Oh, right. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the micro location, which you know, maybe still doesn't help you if you're in New York in a huge high-rise and everything's crammed together, but but that that makes a difference. Um so so that's super fascinating and and you know, I'll get a little bit um higher level now because I feel like I could go another 20 minutes just asking you the detailed questions, but Um, You know, now that you've had all of this depth of experience with crime data, um, what surprised you? Did anything float to the surface where you were like, that is so weird, I would have never have expected that to be true?
0: I'm not sure. For crime data, like like,
1: anything interesting or unusual that you've learned?
0: uh, I mean, uh, again, I will say like the most... The uh, uh, incredible thing that we that we learned uh, mm-hmm. about this is uh, that is totally totally opposite to uh, you know what most people think. And, and we of course we thought also before you know understanding this problem is that you know most people think like and uh, re- rely on their on their on their instincts and their experience. Uh, to To think about safety of an, of an area, and, and that's that's exactly what criminals take advantage of, because is it's, it's, reality is the totally opposite. You know, it's like if I see like there is a lot of people here in this street at this hour of the day. Again, there's a lot of light at night, so I will make that assumption, uh, and and that's not the reality in many cases. So th- that's what criminals take advantage of. So that's. And I think that's a really, really hard thing to do for us, and mm-hmm. to change that that mindset. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, no, uh, be aware that uh, what you think is not usually like what what reality is. You know, so uh, also example with uh, big companies like you know, ways or, or again, Google, mm-hmm. uh, like Google, like. With uh, navigation systems, you know, uh, uh, going through uh, uh, high-risk uh, areas. When when I am asking directions to Google Maps or the ways, I I'm also assuming uh, that you know that route that that route should be should be safe, you know, I and mean, that's not the the case in some cases. So I mean, we have seen some sadly news, like people getting you know shot or even yeah. killed. Yeah, in, in countries like Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, or in you know in Mexico, uh, uh, for for those you know uh, for people using those those services, you know that's incredible because we're talking about you know big big companies like like Google, so it's crazy, you know it's crazy, yeah. and, and that's what uh, it's is really amazing for us and. Um, why we every step we make, you know, it's basically com- confirms that we are we are going in the in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and it gives you this massive platform and opportunity, um, and and you work around the world, which is one of the things that I find so interesting. Um, do you have a a sense of whether? We treat crime differently in America than in other parts of the world, based on the reactions that you get from your clients, based on what they're asking you. What are some of the differences?
0: Uh, I, I can, <clears throat> I can do some like quick <clears throat> comparison with, within like, uh, America, uh, the US, and, and Latin America. Um,
1: yeah, I'd love are, to hear are,
0: that. Yeah, we are from Latin America, so. So in Latin America, we haven't seen like any, any publicly available information at all regarding, you know, public safety or, or crime, crime data. So police departments are, are not, you know, sh- sharing this publicly as, as it's happening in the U.S. So that's also a, a big uh, issue, you know, mm-hmm. for, again, because of the power of all of this information. Uh, and that's what criminals, you know, take advantage of. So um, that's that's great for for the US, you know, to have this at least starting point. Mm-hmm. Where and that's where where we're starting also, you know, to to provide this first layer of value uh, to aggregate and standardize uh, uh, this this information. So uh, also in the US, many cases like. Uh, People will have more more confidence in the police than mm-hmm. Latin America, and Latin America in many cases, like those two main factors that I mentioned, bureaucracy and fear, mm-hmm. uh, for not for not you know uh, 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 making the, the official crime report to authorities, mm-hmm. are um, are also very very are most, the most common use case in 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 Latin America. In, in Mexico, for instance, we have seen that that. Uh, number to be more than ninety percent of crimes goes unreported, and wow. the main reason will be yeah, the main reason will be like a fear, you know, because wow. in many cases police uh, is you know has a lot of you know corruption. Yeah, in many cases will be like even like working with the criminals as well, so very very big deals uh, and issues around that. So. Is the 70%
1: the 70-30 number? Is that global or is that the U.S. number? You said mostly, it's 90-10 in Mexico. No, mostly,
0: mostly global. Mostly uh-huh. global could be a bit up, as I mentioned, you know, 90 in Mexico. Uh, and, but in the U.S., it would be around that, like 70-30. Around 70-30. In many places, yeah. So it would be, yeah, we have seen many, many, many cases like authorities in the U.S. Uh, also doing reference to, to that number, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... The 911 calls are also, you know, in many cases, like more than 80% would be like non-relevant or or, or even like shocks or something like that. So 80% of, you non know, relevant, you know, calls in the 911 is also a crazy number that's, you know, uh, 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 will you know, produce a lot of inefficiencies on, on, mm-hmm. on the system. So mm-hmm. that's also why... We also think that like uh, at the end information is, is power, you know, and will to be more more efficient on on, on every sense.
1: That's interesting. And then 20% are the real emergency 911 calls. Right, right. Ah, that's yeah, those are those are really, really interesting numbers. And I think what's so fascinating about good data is it just helps you with better decision making. Um, so, so let me ask you this, you're, you're in the weeds of this big security transformation. You're providing the highest quality data that's available in the industry. Um, what are some of the changes that you see coming down the pipe that are either, you know, frankly, either positive or negative that are going to transform safety and security in the next, say five to 10 years?
0: Yeah. I mean, the. First of all, the positive is that we, we see that more more and more police departments, uh, at least in the US, are sharing information. This this is also not happening only in the US. We know other, other countries. Uh it's, it's happening the same, you know, police departments are are sharing this this information. So as as long as more and more police departments can share this information, mm-hmm. uh, that's basically our show is to try to get this as Accessible and easily as possible to to the individuals and companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also the, like the negative part of the of this will be like there is no standardization. You know, uh, there is no standard yet. So, and that's basically what what we are doing. And our, our vision here is to be the the, the main source of information for, for public safety in
1: mm-hmm. the
0: world. To be this this global standard for for public mm-hmm. safety. So, for any individual or any company, if you need, you know public safety information or crime data in any place across the US or any place across the, the world, you can go you know, to Crimeometer to us and we will provide you uh, an easy way to, to access this this information. That's that's our vision. Here our our mission as well, you know, to democratize access to this information.
1: What's the most dangerous place in the US?
0: Yeah, that's that's a, yeah, a tricky question because again, you know, there there is not just like a the, the highest risk, you know, crime uh, area as, as I mentioned. You no, know, the the
1: uh-huh. the modus
0: operandi is at a, even like a street level or or, or street level like a certain a, time our, of day. Our, yeah, right, right. So it's it's very difficult to say like this is the you should totally avoid this mm-hmm. area or this city or that, that's not you know doesn't make any sense or or it's not fair you know to to, to, to say that so uh as the bottom line I would say that you know for for uh, and, and I and I know it's difficult to, to think that way you know mm-hmm. because but uh, also you know populations of big metro areas with a lot of you know population will have maybe like a lot of crime but that doesn't yep. mean that doesn't mean that uh, uh our safer or 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 not, you know than than other areas, so because they just have so many uh, people right. So you should always try to at least get this crime safety index concept mm-hmm. or try to understand that uh, uh, uh,
1: Let's say you don't uh, have the index. Is there a level at which you know I've seen crime measured in x per hundred thousand, right? Like, 10 assaults per 100,000 people or 20 carjackings. Um, do you, And you guys also have data presented in that format sometimes, right? The X per 100,000. No. Um, no. At what point does it, you know, if you're just looking at the raw data, I'm curious if for you there's a number where you're like, well, 10 per 100,000 is fine, but if you get above you know what is it? Is it above fifty? Is it above a hundred? You're like, ooh, that's starting to look risky. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's about like around like more than hundred thirty or something like that. Like would be okay. just it will it will be considered like a high prime risk area. Basically. Oh, interesting. So one hundred and thirty yeah, per hundred
1: yeah. k is is high risk, um, and and even that at the at the raw level is super valuable. And do you change? You know, if you're looking at that globally, does that change? Is it apples to apples if I'm looking at an index for, you know, I'm traveling to the U.S. versus I'm going to Pakistan?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. to be honest, we, we are just focusing on the on the U.S. right now. U.S. So, but, and South yeah. America.
1: Or or no, or you have not yet rolled out in South America.
0: No, yes, currently in the U.S. You've launched in the U.S. Uh, the US. Okay, So yes. so
1: that'll be in the future pipeline.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And that and that really lets you standardize. Um yes. so it's fascinating. So I wanted to take a step back a little. You know, we've we've gone in the weeds on crime. Um, you know, you went to MIT. Obviously, you are an incredibly talented technologist. You had roles before this that were not in in sort of a crime related space. Um, you could have done anything, right? Um Give me give me a sense of your personal journey and passion for this specifically.
0: I mean, I'm I'm a software engineer, so I, I like you know, technology. I like have always liked the technology to, to solve problems, basically, uh, since I was a, a little kid. And I I really saw in this problem that this is a massive, you know, complex, really, really difficult to solve you know, problem and issue. And, and, we were really, really inspired by Waze, like what, what Waze you know did for traffic, like democratizing democratizing access to traffic, you know, information, having given real time information around traffic. So that's has been like amazing, a totally you know game changer on 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 how you know people people live basically because uh, I I now can can with like a maybe like a one minute or two minute difference on when <laughs> at what time I'm arriving at a specific uh um destination and that's that's basically also what what we are looking to accomplish you know like uh, giving all of this information in a really really relevant and timely manner for for anyone so you can know almost have like even like Real time information as well of what's going on exactly right now, and again, that will totally change everything because uh, it it sounds like science fiction, you know. Like there's there's a movie called uh, Minority Reports mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with with Tom Cruise, and in that movie, you know, uh, the technology allowed you know to prevent crime from happening, like for for a uh, uh, police uh, to arrive, you know, uh, uh, before the crime happens and basically arrest the the, the criminal before that. But that's that's where, where we're going with this, and that's that's even like happening today, you know, like the uh, uh, technology called like predictive policing and yep. and again with all of this information, because the modus operandi is always the same; it's almost you can mathematically predict that behavior. Mm-hmm. You cannot. At least, you can push, you know, criminals and crime away, mm-hmm. and force force them to do to, to make that change. And that's where they they can be, you know, caught by the police. So that's uh, what's uh, it's, it's amazing for us, and and will totally change everything. You know how how also how how criminals will need to 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 think and and and, and evolve. You know. <laughs> Probably my my personal opinion will be like, and this is also happening today, you know, like criminals are using more and more technology today, like Hmm. uh, uh, hackers and and criminal uh, um, uh, uh, cybercrime basically is getting more and more popular today, and and probably crime will will evolve to to that way. And so, Nice That's a Italy. big vision.
1: I yeah. you know, I'm I'm struck by by the size and the impact of that vision. Um and and you know, so so you touched on predictive policing. Obviously, it's been you know, there's been it it has not been without controversy, I'll put it that way, right? Um you know, what do you what do you disagree with people about specifically those people that are very you know, cautious, right? Cautious about predictive policing and and what it could create. Um, and and you're obviously a, a data person, and you understand the science behind it. So so give us a sense of uh, of the options there that we're working with.
0: Yeah, again, this this is could be like related to to, to the what we talk about, like the bias or the or the yeah. racism that we talk about. And again, I mean the the bottom line for. At least for us, it is that it's always better to to have you know something or some information than, than, than nothing. And the 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 result is uh, the bottom line is how how you use that you know how you do, use that information, how you apply technology, how you use technology to to your advantage, basically. And and, and again, that's that should be the uh, the the reason you know to to. To do something about this, you know, it, you shouldn't say like, oh no, because this is maybe you know some bias or something like that. We, we won't use this, you know. Like for us, it's totally the opposite. It's just take whatever you have today and try to do, you know, the, the best you can you can with that. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, because if not, again, it's like the chicken and egg problem, you know. <laughs> so you you don't you don't do anything because you know, uh, 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 information may have some bias. And at the end, also, criminals will take advantage of that. People won't you know, report, still won't report anything because, you know, uh, authorities are not doing anything. Mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: And that's uh, a yeah, like a problem, you know. And I think someone should.
1: You know, this is my very surface level interpretation, but but based on what I've read, it seems like the concern isn't that the data is, well, I guess, I guess one concern is that the data has some bias in it, but that a purely mathematical overlay on the data can result in, you know, very broad conclusions, right? Like one conclusion can be all criminals are men right? Maybe. And, and so like every man should be stopped every single day and, you know, whatever search to make sure he doesn't have a gun on him or something. Um, and obviously that's, that's not, you you know, your job is to provide the data and to, and to ensure that we have the best quality data, but when you start to overlay it, um, what sort of nuance do you build into your overlay system or would you like to see built in, that that uses the data in a in an effective way.
0: Uh, I'm not sure if I if I totally understood the, the question.
1: Well, I, I think I was just I was just curious. Like, I love I'm I'm so attracted to the idea of using data in smart ways, right, and, and predicting things. Um, and we've also especially now, like I've, I'm sure you are too. I've been obsessed with Chat GPT and playing yes. around with all this AI technology. Um, I, I'm just trying to understand how you think about the risk of big, broad conclusions being drawn that as humans, we could look at and be like, oh, my gosh, that's the wrong thing to do. And in right. particular, you know, and I'll, I'll hone in on this, like I think a lot about the about private industry and in the public sector, you could argue that there's there's a lot of oversight but a private company pulling in your data and saying you know we have a large corporate campus or we have something like let's use predictive pol- you know not policing but predictive technology to figure out how to operate our security forces um like like what are the what are the areas of caution how how do we get to the point where we're smart about how the data is being interpreted
0: right yeah, you mentioned, like, in, in many cases, this technology is being used today by, by many, you know, private companies. And, and usually, you know, private companies have a more, like, proactive uh, um, uh, uh, way to to, to okay, an approach to, to the problem. Because, again, in many cases, like, the public sector could have, like, some political decisions also, you know, in the middle. So, um, again, to, to avoid that type of you know controversy or bias or, or everything that goes came back to them uh, for using this this data so uh, we have seen the private sector to be uh, and that's where we are also focusing you know on, on our our customers are currently all of them are, are private companies or early stage startups uh, innovators that are you know driving uh, uh, things forward in terms of technology innovation to, to again make uh, uh, better decisions and be more more efficient. So that's that's what we have seen. Um,
1: that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's, that's exciting to think about really excited about what you're building uh, could probably do a whole nother hour just learning more about your work but maybe you know we'll do that at a later point in time. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I want to make sure so people, our listeners, can find you at the CryoMeter website on your LinkedIn. Um, if there's anything else you'd like us to share, your Twitter, um, any other links, we'll have those in the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Nadim. Um,
0: it, was a, it was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having
1: me. <laughs> it was it was wonderful to get to chat with you and. I will see everyone next time.
0: And that wraps up another episode of Security Download. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us
1: at securitydownload.live and be sure to follow on your favorite podcast app.